tonight is Nicole. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, hello, everyone. Tonight, we are reviewing Ad Astra, the new space movie. Space. With, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. He's got to do space Tommy things. Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones space. is also here. Space. That is what happens. Uh, this, in, in more detail, here is the plot of Ad Astra. Astronaut Roy McBride, played by Brad Pitt, travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his missing father and unravel a mystery that threatens the survival of our planet. Yeah. Yes. Space. Space, like like we said. Um, we both saw trailers for this for a while. As you could tell, we are the only two on. No one else was super interested in this. Uh, Nicole, though, I think you were somewhat interested going into this. I was, and it's funny because I, I, I'm not one for space movies, and I kind of, the reason I say that is because I held this in the same realm that I hold gravity before I saw it, and I fucking hate gravity. It's a <laughs> fucking terrible movie. Mama so, K, I actually haven't seen gravity. Mama K has none. She also hates gravity, uh, uh, surprisingly. God, I, what a snooze fest that was. But regardless <laughs> of that, we won't talk about that anymore. I, I was going in with the expectation of enjoying this more than gravity, so that's what I was going in with. I was hoping for something wild and weird to happen at the end because it was getting some pretty good reviews, and I was hoping for like an annihilation type of movie where it's it got goes... incredible reviews. It's got like it's in the eighties. Brad Pitt's best movie ever, and it's a masterpiece, oh. and all these things. Oh, Brad Pitt is. This is not Brad Pitt's been in a lot of good movies. This is uh, not his his best work. He's <laughs> must so not he's have seen anything else with Brad Pitt in it. <laughs> I mean, he's the leading man in this. I like him more as like the second or third guy. I think he's a much better character actor um, even if i mean if we can go back to something that we just saw he was awesome in once upon a time in hollywood and oh, he's he the best not, part of that movie yeah he's not he's not the lead in that and he really piggybacks off of somebody else excellently so i guess we'll see where we stand with um, him playing the lead role in something like this is yes. he has he done something like this before like i can't really pinpoint something where he's a he's a lead in something like this what comes to mind for me for something like this is world war z where he's like a scientist and he's the main guy in that but and there's probably a couple other things that i haven't seen but when he passed to play the straight man i don't i mean it's not like he's playing against anyone here really i mean it's him and a bunch of other random people that kind of come in um like you said tommy lee I mean, jones major- the majority is all about him though you're right it is it's, it's yeah. his movie yeah, there's no, like, second person with him. At times, there's a couple of people who he has, like, some talks with. Donald Sutherland, Ruth Nega. But um, for the most part, she is, or he is, you know, pretty much on his... It's it's all about him. A lot of it is just him alone. But it's in theaters right now. If you have not seen Ad Astra and you have any interest, go check it out before we spoil it. Because we will spoil it um, for, you know, what, the, what there is to spoil. Uh, we rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria. And those are the plot the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. In the near future, the solar system is being struck by something known as the Surge, and we find this out early when Brad Pitt is on this giant satellite tower that reaches like the high levels of the atmosphere. I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably the best scene in the movie is the opening scene. Um, we we see parts of it in the trailers. It's when he's working on yeah, like basically a giant uh, radio tower, but it's so tall it reaches yeah the stratosphere. Um, well, it's it's good because it gives you a a, f- a sense of what this movie's going to be. It's like a lot of hyperbole in here. Like it's over overwhelming and it's 
unrealistic for what we can expect in the near future, if you want to say that. Like, there's not going to be astronauts working on satellite skyscraper towers and things like that in the near future foreseeable so it really gives you a sense of what we're dealing with here yeah it's probably not realistic to where we are now but i thought the like some of the world building in this like later on when we get to i mean we're going to travel to planets moons um a lot of the world building around what we've done in space it's what what is cool about it is that it feels real ish like it feels like it could be actually happening um obviously our technology isn't there but you know you can kind of imagine it being there and i don't know a hundred or so years if things work out nicely if you know we don't destroy the planet if technology continues to advance you know if the things go correctly something like these things could happen uh, but yeah the, the once the surge hits he's working on the tower with all the other astronauts they have to wear the suits because they're so high up and the you know altitude fucks with you and the way it blows up like the tower thing he the way he's like holding on and trying to fix the tower and eventually he just has to let go because the, the thing's exploding all around him and he's falling to earth and he's he's in a free fall spin and if anyone knows anything about people who do really high jumps um in the air like uh, high skydiving once you start spinning you're kind of fucked like it's hard it's in zero gravity it's really hard to regain like being centered so if you're spinning around especially if you're in an astronaut suit you can't like pro- a lot of people black out because you're just spinning and spinning I and think there's it's- so funny that you've given this much attention to this scene because the movie itself really, really didn't give it what it deserved. I mean, after it happened and he fell to Earth, like, that was it. They didn't say anything else about it. Like, I feel like they just moved on to the next phase of what he was going to do. They they touched very briefly on what happened with him with falling off the tower, and it, to me it was just really brushed over. It was really bizarre. Did you feel that at all? Well, it was like, afterwards, it was just like, he's fine. Like, he wakes up in a hospital bed, minimal injuries, like, he has a parachute deploy, but, like, stuff hits it to, like, on the way to the Earth. Um, for me, it was really just a setup for what the main plot of this story is going to be, which we basically get a big plot dump in a second here. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I wasn't... I was thinking about this stuff in this scene, because it's... I don't want to give my hand away, but it's the best scene in the movie. It's great. It's a great, great, great opening scene. And I was in the beginning, like ready to go. I'm like, all right, this is going to be, it's been a weak year for movies for me. Here we go. This is going to be something at the top of my list at the end of the year. I was hoping that at the beginning here. (laughs) Were you, were you not feeling that? (laughs) I mean, I, I, I just feel like they really let that scene go. It could have been something a little bit more. And then they show a little bit of a, tv clip while he's in the hospital bed that there's power surges all over the place and they really didn't touch on it like i'm thinking of um what movie am i thinking of with that i don't know i guess annihilation or something like um i can't think of what movie they show like tv clips with things blowing up I mean, I'm thinking like Independence Day, Armageddon. I mean, those are not really good movies, but they it's a it's kind of a trope to have like the t- the news station and over in India this is blowing up and it in, really, in it, France it really this is. is happening. Like It really is, but it was so minimal here that I didn't get the, the urgency scope. that I didn't get the urgency of him having to deal with this because it, they really didn't make it this crazy thing. It just seemed like every once in a while something would fizzle. So the whole, I guess the whole scene they're trying to make that happen, which is a your stock boring kind of scene, is where he goes and meets with the government officials, the generals and everything. And the whole thing is like, these surges have been happening and they're messing up our technology and it's really dangerous and it could, 
if the surges keep happening, it could destroy our whole solar system. That's what they were saying in that meeting. But yeah, they don't really show us other than that opening scene. They kind of tell us. Um, which too is, many words. Too many big words that don't mean anything to us. You just want to get down to the nitty gritty. Like, what's happening? What's what's going on? Because I was already getting lost a little bit there. I hate to say that because I'm not stupid. <laughs> like, I can follow movies. <laughs> and when I say stuff like that, it makes me sound stupid. I, I, I know what's happening. But the way that they're doing it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is too overwhelming. Just literally tell us what he has to do. No, yeah, the way they inf- dole out information here is super heavy handed. Um, just lots of dialogue with the generals just talking at him and talking basically at the audience like here's all this stuff that's happening but i mean it's the, the whole thing basically is like if he he needs to go and find um his father who's been lost in space on something called the lima project so uh, he thinks but he thinks he's dead like everyone thought, thought he was, he was dead, dead except, right because he cut off communications from his aircraft or whatever uh so that people didn't know where he was Right, and Tommy Lee Jones, his father, is, yeah, he was sent up there, sounds like decades ago, with a small crew um, on what the Lima Project's goal was, was to find intelligent life. Um, but the government, for some reason, they don't really tell us here, we find out stuff later, but they believe that not only is his father alive, but his the Lima Project that they set out, that he set out to do all those decades ago has something to do with these surges that are happening. And since Roy, I, the, the excuse they give for Roy sending him up is his heartbeat never raises. Um, it never, um, he never gets nervous or stressed. Really uh, strange. What are they trying to do? Some sort of black mirror esque type stuff here with the, with the um, intelligent pod that you put on your neck and it can read your thoughts and all this shit. Oh, uh, his like little j- journal he has to tell to yeah. d- determine if he's like fit for flight. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's a, it's a, you know, and this is all you know futuristic. So I guess that's the new psychological evaluation to determine if you know, because because astronauts go through a very stringent uh, test uh, test of psychological analysis. But that's what the determine. irony is. That's what the irony is with this movie is when we move a little bit farther into this movie, you realize that in this near future that they're prospecting here is actually like moon the moon is everyday travel for people it's like an airport and Mm -hmm. anybody can go to the moon because there's you know towns there and whatnot and you know that that it seems like the technology that, that they have brad pitt using isn't necessarily necessary anymore <laughs> maybe to go to neptune i don't know or mars but to well, go i guess to the maybe moon, that's what some of the stuff because it seems that like so as you said the moon the moon is now colonized the moon is uh you know it's basically a really expensive flight i was um, dying when there was an applebee's on the moon that there was awesome. an applebee's on the moon that, is, that was crazy that was subway <laughs> uh, yeah subway eat fresh like there was like it's literally the moon is just a tap like the, the the where they go it's just it's like, like a town City. Yeah, it looks like a mall, honestly, where they, they end up landing. So, you know, eventually he, Roy agrees to go. He goes with Colonel Pruitt, who is Donald Sutherland's character. Um, and he is, you know, just grizzled old. Ah, we used to work with your father, and I didn't, we didn't agree always, but I always respected him. Like, that's it. That's really you know, added you, in. I, it's, I, didn't, I don't know if I cared for him that much. I guess we'll talk about that with the characters, but. Yeah, he's a stock character. It was um, weird, yeah. 
So they go up. There's a good little bit when um, he's uh, they're like when these they're flying to the moon on the on a, on a space shuttle, and there's like, would you like a, a blanket, sir? And he's like, sure. It's a that'll be a hundred and fifty dollars. Like it is. It's literally just like an airplane, but like there and the microcharging's just crazy because they're going to the moon. Um, I, I like all these little bits. The moon is some of the best stuff. Other than that opening scene, which is so tense, um, when they get to the moon, it's literally like you know you get to an airport. He, they go, they land. There, there's a subway system there. They go up an escalator. Like uh, Nicole said, there's an Applebee's in the background. There's like little kids running around taking pictures with like fake aliens. Um, it's <laughs> it's New York City. Yeah, it's like what you would like if everyone imagines the moon being this futuristic place for mankind, but instead we just make it like everywhere else in America. We just make it a giant strip mall. Like <laughs> we don't do anything fancy with it. We literally do what you would imagine, you know, modern day Western civilization would do, and that's turn it into a fucking mall. Um, I th- that, I think all that kind of stuff is was kind of was kind of cool and clever. Um, so th- they get to the moon. They have to get to Mars next before getting to their final destination, uh, which is I think they said around Neptune is where that other that other shuttle is. Um, even in this future, no one goes to Neptune. That's like the only thing out there is the Lima Project uh, craft. Um, Mars is sparsely populated with mostly scientists, uh, but it's not like developed like uh, like the moon is. So they, they they have to cross the moon to get to Mars, but there's like space pirates. Um, they they have they they're on these little buggies, and like apparently other countries have set up shop somewhere else on the moon, and if they you have can like see me right now. I'm completely just shaking my head and in, dis- in disgust. You don't like any. You don't like the space pirates. It's so like I'm, oh my god, it's like fake Star Wars. And it's there is some pew ups- pew action going on it, here. There's a lot of pew pews, and it's upsetting me because it's not good. <laughs> it wasn't done well. I don't know what was even going on in this scene. I get that they're trying to get to the next platform to go on the next ship, but shuttle, whatever. And these people just come out of nowhere. I don't know what they want. It's never stated what they're doing. I don't get what they're pirating from them, and I, it's really bizarre. And I don't know. I kind of like it. This this because it it's it's the world building again. It makes it feel the world feels bigger now because we don't. It's not just the U.S. that's on the moon. It's all these other countries have also made it to the moon because space travel is now possible. And they don't even. I don't even know if they say what other country those people represent or how they got there or who got them there. But it, to me, it immediately says there are other establishments on the moon that aren't just that one base that we landed at with the Applebee's. Like there are other rival factions like space travel isn't this utopia where like we made it to the moon everyone gets along we all are you know pursuing the best of humanity no there's just like on earth with rival countries having war there's rival factions on the moon representing different groups that fight over resources and whatnot so i don't know i, I like that bit i didn't see any resources they were literally going to the crater I was, whatever it was the scene for me had was really oversaturated with like stupid Pew pews. <laughs> there is pew pews. There are There's definitely too pew-pews. many pew pews, and this was just like it was making it less realistic than what they were already doing with the moon. Like I was buying into it for the whole time until we got to this. It's like, oh, here come these rando people on space buggies. Like, is this, where do they even come from? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But whatever, I can move past that. 
There's worse yeah. shit in here, so I can move past. It. There is, and I think we're about to get to it. So um, Roy gets on uh, another space uh, space shuttle here from Mars. This one, or on the moon, this one is going to Mars. He has this new uh, crew with these four officers that are have been there for a while. Um, he's just a passenger, even though he's the highest ranking military guy. The captain's like at one point he's like, "Oh, you're gonna commandeer this ship, or are you gonna le- let me be the captain, or whatever the fuck he said." And he's just like, "Oh no, you got it." Um, they they on the way to Mars get a distress signal from an abandoned like station out in like around the asteroid belt i'm guessing and they go in and it's supposed to be like this real tense scene because they're like looking for the captain and he's not in there and they're all just kind of floating around um the captain is being eaten by a rabid baboon I, i'm not making this up like it's it's insane like there's an applebee's on the moon there's space pirates rabid baboon like this is not the movie that i thought i was getting there's there's it's very <laughs> It's very odd. Um, so they ha- so Brad Pitt has to fight the baboons in space in the this, station. This part of the movie doesn't it make you flash back to what you're hearing from the critics, where they're saying this is a full blown masterpiece and one of the best movies of the decade, and yada yada yada. And I'm like, how the fuck can one say that when there's space monkeys getting blown to bits in a chamber in this fucking movie? I don't understand. What are they? I mean, I guess they're supposed to be some sort of test monkeys to go to yeah. space. Yeah. But where's everybody else? Where are all the bodies lying around, at least? It just doesn't make any sense. They're so bizarre. It's really fucking weird. Really weird. It was really out of place, and I thought it was It's making come- me uncomfortable to talk about it right now. I hate it. <laughs> I thought it was going to come back in the movie, and spoiler, it, it doesn't. There is no explanation for- There's a part in the ending I said, oh, sure for shit, these fucking monkeys are going to be somewhere else. I knew it. I knew they were going to be there. Sadly- disappointed that there were no more monkeys. You were hoping for the monkeys fucking... to come back? just for Because anything. it would have made more sense if there was just one more little clip of them, but instead it was just this one ship in the whole galaxy has monkeys on it, and that's the only thing, and it was just really crazy. I I was really turned off by it. I don't know if you were, but it didn't make any sense. This is the point of the movie where I started being really concerned, because um, I was liking it. I, I loved the beginning. I liked the moon stuff. And then now we're at Space Monkeys. And it just, it never, it, it didn't further anything. It felt like it was just complete padding for the runtime. Were you supposed to be scared or were you supposed to be concerned for I think safety? Like the I way was it was just... shot was supposed to be like tense. Like this was supposed to be like I a roll. thriller scene. Yeah. I mean, no, for me, it did not work. This whole space monkey stop. Because afterwards, they just, like, grab the captain, the dead captain. They shoot him into space because that's, like, their funeral. Yeah, God forbid his wife or children want to see him ever again. Yeah. Oh, speaking of wife and children, Brad Pitt has a wife. Uh, played by uh, Liv Tyler. She's in this movie for maybe 30 seconds and has no Poor Liv Tyler. Role. She always gets the short end of the stick. And yeah, <laughs> she she is once again an astronaut's wife, just like in Armageddon, Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, he she is, I mean, she's only seen in little flashbacks parts, except for the very end, I guess I'll, I'll say. Um, but, you know, the whole thing is Brad Pitt is like a loner and he doesn't like, he, he, he it's, it's hard to have a, connections in this job because it's so dangerous uh, it's the same kind of stuff i guess his dad used to say that's why his dad took the mission to go way out in space and um there's a whole like supposed to be underlying tension between father and son um but before we get to mars and i guess for the the for the second half of this movie um the plot of this movie as a whole you know it's it's pretty self-explanatory what do you think of the plot nicole i mean if i can i guess if i can summarize the plot of what i'm seeing here it's that 
Brad Pitt realizes his dad is alive, he needs to go to Neptune to make amends or to get him to stop doing what he's doing to make these surges. But as I'm watching the movie, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And I'm confused the whole way through, unfortunately. And I'm taking what the, what the critics are saying very seriously for this movie for some reason, because it was hyped up so much. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be excellent. Like, Brad Pitt's going to steal the show. And he literally did not steal anything from this movie for me. It was just really boring and bland and i will be honest i did fall asleep through some parts of this i feel like i didn't miss a damn thing but i don't think i missed anything from it and that's not good if i'm if i'm falling asleep through something one it's not giving me what the action and, and hype that i needed to and if i wake up feeling like i didn't miss anything that's even worse so uh i mean the concept is fine i feel like it's overdone but i like how they implemented some of that new moon stuff that was pretty cool but otherwise i i think i'm gonna give the plot a two i'm gonna land on a three uh because i don't think there's anything really wrong with the plot what happens at the end i i i just say right now i don't like how this movie ends i don't like how it wraps up i don't like the explanation for what causes the surges um i don't like any of that but uh i like all the world building is really good I like basically everything through Mars, except for the space monkeys. I just don't get the space monkeys. Usually, I'm I'm all for random fun stuff happening. It just didn't. I don't know. It didn't. It wasn't fun for me. The, it wasn't it, funny. We both looked at each other with the huh face. Like it wasn't funny. It was weird. Yeah, it's a scene that I should laugh at. I usually laugh at absurd things like that, and like, or at least like, there's something I like about it. But I was like. Nah, this just doesn't fit at all. This is so weird. Already we've had space pirates and space applebees, and now we have space monkeys. I just don't understand <laughs> what we're doing with any of this. And I know the overarching theme of this movie, apparently, is supposed to be the bond of the father and the son, and like they're, they're both their parallel needs to escape their lives, and that's the, the father's whole thing, is he wants to find extraterrestrial life any means necessary, and he'll just you know get rid of human life to do it, because he thinks that's more important. And Brad Pitt is supposed to be like the other you know, the same thing, but younger, like he's leaving his wife. He doesn't care if he, he doesn't have any material attachments at home. He just wants to go and find his dad. He's chasing, they're both chasing things that they're, they're, they're chasing like, I don't know, love, I guess that they, they think they need, but by pushing away all the people who are already there. Um, I think that's supposed to be like the big theme, but I just, it, it's really flat in there. Um, I mean, I like some of the plot set up. It's just, and the execution's okay at the beginning. The end is bad, though. So, a three for me. Um, Mars. They get to Mars. Uh, the the pilot has a hard time landing. Brad Pitt takes over because he was afraid. Whatever. Um, they find He finds out uh, when he's on Mars that his whole thing to be there is to send this message to his father. Hopefully that'll coax him out of hiding. Um, and the first one doesn't, but then he goes back and does, like, a heartfelt one. Um, and that one gets a response. But now... The people on Mars are like, all right, um, you can go back to Earth now because we found your father and we're going to send the rest of the crew up there and we're worried you're too emotional to get there. Um, so that's the whole thing is like, oh, like your emotional response got us the reaction we needed, but now you're actually, your blood pressure is moving and your heart rate's up, which is something that never happens for you. So like we're, you're too risky to, to go on the rest of the mission, which of course Brad Pitt is not like that. He wants to find his father. He wants to 
he wants to do the whole big ending thing. I mean, uh, the whole underlying thing is when they find Tommy Lee Jones, they're going to kill him. Like, they're going to kill him. They're going to destroy whatever's left of the project just to be safe because that's what, you know, that's what the government people uh, do. Um, so, still, still with me, Nicole? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold. <laughs> so he gets help on the Mars base from uh, one of the scientists there, Ruth Nega's character, uh, who was born on Mars. So she's actually a Martian. Uh, technically, she's a Martian. Because um, her I mean, parents, I guess, yeah, everybody all everybody is that lives there. Yeah, she was literally born there. Like she's a native Martian. Her parents. It's creeping me out with this. I don't like any of that yet. I'm not ready for that. You're not ready for humans being born on other Mm-mm. planets. Mm-mm. There's probably moon, moonites, mooner, mooners. I don't know what people on the moon would have been born as, um, but. Yeah, so she, she, uh, her, her parents apparently were on the original Lima project, so she agrees because of that to help Roy get on the just ship. Just the fact of you talking about this right now brings back me watching it, and it's just as bad talking about it than it was watching it. It was just really boring. It is boring. It? This oh. it it is boring. After after the moon, I'm pretty bored for most of the movie, even the end, which is supposed to be climactic and exciting. Uh, it's pretty boring. Um, it looks okay. It's really boring, though. I don't know why it is. Maybe, maybe it's fucking space movies, because like I said in the beginning of this, I didn't want to compare it to Gravity, but I'm comparing it to Gravity. First off, Gravity fucking sucked. It was just awful. <laughs> and then we have this. I'm like, oh, this will be different. Nope. This was just as fucking boring as Gravity was. There are some space movies I like, and I'm not opposed to space. There's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff that can be done out there. I mean, I love Star Wars. That's fucking half space. Yeah, but they take they take too many things like from Star Wars and from other things to make this. It's not even original anymore to me. It's just the same old shit, different people in it doing the same thing. It's kind of what it feels like here. There's not a lot of originality. I think the most original stuff for me was the moon and that opening tower shot. I don't even know if that was original, but that was just and for the rest but of the movie. It didn't even mean it. It didn't even matter. It didn't even mean anything because no. But it's a good. It's a good. Like it gave me hope that because that built a lot of tension. I was tense and like worried and like like and it was just the opening of the movie and the it's the style that does that it's not necessarily what's literally happening you can make any scene really tense and exciting no matter how boring the subject matter is and i thought they were going to be able to keep that up going but like i don't know what happened but the energy of the whole movie and the directing of it all just took a, a nosedive to boring for you know most of the second half just ugh. Ugh. Anyway, he gets. I'll kind of brush through this. He gets onto the ship um, when it's taking off from Mars without him. He climbs through like the hole in the bottom. I, I don't know the logistics of it all. Whatever. He gets onto the ship. Uh, the crew is told to kill him. He and they. He's like, "I'm coming, peace." Whatever he says, and they don't care. They're gonna try to kill him. So he kills the whole crew. He, he murders all of them, uh, and then he commandeers the ship and flies it towards Neptune. Uh, it takes like two months or something to get there. Um, this whole time, it says he's, like, wrestling with his, his feelings about his wife and his father. And I'm like, I just didn't get that. I was just bored while he flew slowly towards Neptune. It was just so bo- It was really boring. There was nothing interesting going on. I, don't, I didn't get any humanness. Maybe it's Brad Pitt forced to be this sterile, weird, uh, like, not interesting character. He's really, like, bland. He's bland. The directing's bland. It's really bland. I, I'm, I'm shocked at how bland it is. Um, he gets there though. He gets to the ship, uh, and we meet Clifford, um, who we find out 
killed all his other people because they tried to go home. But he was like, no, we must continue the mission. And uh, so he's just a big dickhead. So before we go into what happens there, I mean, there's only like, what, a character and a half in this movie? What do you think of the characters in this movie? (laughs) I feel bad for Liv Tyler because she's always got the short end of the stick with everything. But um, Brad Pitt was boring and fucking sucked. I just didn't... I didn't want that to happen, and it just, I'm sorry, but to any filmmaker listening to this, outer space movies, if it's not Star Wars, it's inevitable, it's going to be fucking boring. Oh, there's some good space movies. um, You have nothing to work off of. You're going to show me the same shit that you're outside climbing up to fix something on the outside of the fucking spacecraft, and it blows up. Oh, no. What are you going to (laughs) do? And then, uh, you know, we'll get to what what happens at the end. But regardless, I mean, Brad Pitt, oh, I just feel bad. That was not good. I, I mean, I was I was in it a little bit with the woman who runs Mars or whatever. Um, the one whose family members were killed. Helen Lantos, played by Ru- she was, Ruth Nega. Yeah. She was fine. I, I liked her cause beca- because she had a... She had a reason to to be this way. She had a vengeance because of this. So, but she did help him in the in the end of you know trying to get back to the ship, which I liked. All the people on the ship were annoying. All the people <laughs> just, that he interacted with were annoying. I don't know. I, I I didn't like anybody. I didn't like anybody. I really feel like shit watching this. I hated it all. The monkeys were stupid. Um. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones was stupid. Okay, I don't know. I'll just give it. I'll give it a, a one. I didn't like any of it, and wow. I didn't feel a connection with any of these characters in this movie at all. I um I agree with you quite a bit. The characters are bad. They're the most boring people ever. There's nothing interesting. Nothing or even jumps out at you. You can't I'm even shocked talk at about how boring like... they made Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt yes. is not boring. Brad Pitt is great a lot of the time. He's so fucking boring in this movie. He Ugh. is. All the emotional stuff, it, it, it barely does anything. Most, barely. It's the most it stereotypical doesn't... outer space things. Like, he's sad because he misses his wife, and he's torn between his work and his wife. So he goes and does this for the greater they don't good even of humanity show that and wh- himself. Like, it's so fucking stereotypical boring. They don't even... They just don't show it well at all. They don't. I don't care about the wife. We don't even see the wife. We don't. I don't know anything about the wife other than we see like. There's nothing, and then like we barely see anything about Tommy Lee Jones. All we know is he's crazy space guy who went out there and is extreme and wants to find other life. That story is so like diluted down. I don't even get the severity of what he's done. Maybe I missed it because I was falling asleep a little bit. But I'll tell you what. I don't understand how like crazy he is or how out of touch he is because they don't give him that enough of that craziness he shows up when he finally gets there and i just feel like he's just meeting up with his dad from another in another state and he's like oh you know dad it's been so long and i missed you or whatever he says and and he's like okay it's time to let go like what what the fuck just <laughs> happened here? I just missed something, and it wasn't that wasn't big like I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I mean the characters are a one five for me. They're barely better. I mean, yeah, they're not good. I don't I don't Ugh. like a lot. I don't like what most of the characters do here or how they are. Um, and before we get to the very very end, we'll, we'll just do visual and sound here. That that's you know, we'll just go into it. What do you think, Nicole? Uh, I mean, it's really plain Jane to me. The the visuals of outer space. I mean, as 
it was i mean don't get me wrong it was absolutely beautiful how they portrayed neptune and him okay it was pretty cool him in the asteroid belt of the rings yeah that all looked cool but nothing happened to him there i feel like if you were going through asteroid belt in a, in the rings of neptune you get fucking killed like <laughs> claw like clobbered with them but he was fine <laughs> um i mean the the fact that he could climb up into a spacecraft as it was leaving the earth with all the fire and smoke and he was survived was just outrageous it was stupid <laughs> and those those fucking dumb monkeys just killed it for me i was done after that after i saw those monkeys in outer space they looked like stupid baboons like they didn't, even, they they didn't look like i mean they didn't look like test monkeys or anything i don't i just didn't get it after that i completely lost interest of what this movie was supposed to be and we made a comment at the end when we get to it about brad pitt free falling into onto earth again and how yeah. that ended up and it was just like come on okay the, the 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 military is literally within 500 feet of him landing <laughs> that shit's stupid there's a lot of uh, big leaps you have to take like that that same thing happens get... when he falls off the tower at the beginning too and like, everybody he yeah, exactly exactly he's gonna go, he's he, gonna, he could go miles away like <laughs> or he didn't end up in a tree or anything there was literally people right by his side to pick him up when he was done and um i'm sorry i have to give this movie a one for the visual and sound at the table. a one for the visual and sound i oh. don't i don't care for it it's nothing that jumps out at me Okay, fine. I'll bump it up to a. I'll bump it up to a two because no, like however I said, you feel about I it. I do like the Nep- I do like the Neptune scene. I, I I think that Neptune looks beautiful in there. They did a great job of him showing up there, um, and I do I I I I don't know if I do. I like that they have an Applebee's on the moon. That's pretty funny. But I do like that. It's it's just I, it's. What, I don't it's, like what the when moon I think looks of this movie, like. That'll probably be what I think of. Like if I right. There's always right. that one thing you think of when you think of a movie, if you remember it at all. This will be, it'll be that probably. But I don't like how they were, f- how they were going across the moon, and it was like a crater, and someone was shooting at them in the crater, and it looked like <laughs> it was black with a gray bottom. It was stupid. I, I um, I give it whatever. <laughs> it said like a two is what you yeah, landed on. Yeah, two's fine. Two's fine. yeah. Uh, this is the best part of the movie for me. It is for a lot of movies, te- technically, just because movies look good nowadays. Um, I'm giving the visual and sound a four. Um, it oh, looks, God. it just looks really good. I if I had to remove the whole plot, if I had to pretend it was all these visuals, but it was like a National Geographic Channel like documentary, uh, it would be super high up there because it, everything looks great. I keep harkening back to that first scene, but the way the sound design in that scene, the way they. Boom, when the things like explode in like the distance and it's there's the sound is distorted because they're so high up in the atmosphere um i agree with you neptune looks great i think mars and the moon look cool too i like all their stuff um the space shots like there's a little like when they're in the ship and they they, they pass each other the little pills the little water droplets like everything just looks really cool and space-like and i think they hit all that really well um it's not higher one because the movie around it's pretty bad uh and two like the sound design is good like the sound of like effects and mixing of it all um but i don't there's i mean there's no music in it really that stands out like i'm so overwhelmed by the shitty quality of the plot here that i can't grasp how (laughs) good the movie is shot i can't no (laughs) that's understandable i mean that's probably what people thought about gravity the people who love gravity were like, it just looks so cool but then Ugh. you know it's just <laughs> i didn't see gravity so i can't i can't weigh in on um 
on how. If I can I learn anything it. from watching those two movies, it's that I don't want to watch somebody in distress float through space for eighty four days or whatever the fuck they're doing. I can't deal with that. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at surprised the they end. didn't pass each other in the fucking. <laughs> That would have been pretty good. <laughs> him they and, float uh, by each other. Him and uh, Julia Roberts or whoever it is. Sandra who Bullock. Is Sandra Bullock, whatever. Julia Roberts. <laughs> I don't remember who it is. Whatever. So they, he's approaching... <laughs> He, he's he's been slowly going mad in the module by himself um, because they, he's been solitary for so long. He knows everyone. He has no assistance anymore because he commandeered the ship. He arrives at the the little module, the the whatever Lima Project ship. Uh, another small surge happens um, and it damages the ship. So he's forced to do a spacewalk to get there, and he like propels himself out. He's got like a piece of metal as like a shield to get there. Um, he, this was post letting Tommy Lee Jones go because he's like, I just want to die. He's like, I just want to go away. Oh no, that hasn't happened yet. Oh wait, does he use the shield after? Yeah, because he has to get back to his own ship. Oh, uh, okay. Well, no. When he gets to the other one, the docking thing doesn't work either, so he has to float. He takes to... off a piece of the Lima Project ship to use as the shield. So this is post killing his dad. Okay, you're right. Well, we didn't talk about him. He gets on the ship and he's and he doesn't really he kill his dad. He places the bomb. He gets on his ship. He places the bomb. Right. Meets up with Tommy Lee Jones and they're they're disputing what's going on and they somehow end up outside of the ship. I, I don't. Do you remember actually know. what's causing the surge? Because they say no, it I have in no like idea. half a second. <laughs> no. The her, the the the. the Antimatter power source for the ship has been damaged. It's been malfunctioning, and Clifford doesn't know how to solve it. But he refuses to blow up the thing and give up on it because he wants to. He's still dedicated to finding non-human intelligent oh my life. God. So I I barely caught it. I was like, and that was like the nail in the plot coffin. I'm like, that is. I because this whole time I was thinking, what's causing the surge? Maybe it'll be some crazy big weird ending that no, it's will the at least most be interesting. Minute- ridiculous it's, thing i couldn't think of a more boring choice like choice i couldn't like oh his thing's malfunctioning but he doesn't want to destroy it because he's he is too interested in finding extraterrestrial oh life that he God. doesn't even care about break. humans anymore it's stupid it's it is it's dumb like it's so i don't know why critics like that i don't know why like oh look he's willing to turn his back on humans so he could find extraterrestrial life and it's all because of this malfunctioning battery like it's stupid it's just it's dumb i don't know why that's good at all um but yeah and as nicole and i were both kind of saying uh, they get out of the ship um the thing he has to try to float back to his own ship but clifford like pushes him away he's like just let me go you have to let me go and then he cuts this little cord thing that's holding them together and he float clifford uh, floats off into neptune's rings into the the debris so Clifford is gone. He's just now float. His body's just that floating around. That was fucking Neptune. ridiculous. Oh <laughs> my god! All that hype up. We need to know why his dad has abandoned people for thirty years. Abandoned his son. He's doing all this crazy stuff, and he goes, "Just let me go." And he goes, Pew, "Okay, bye." Oh. Yep. <laughs> and uh, then the end happens, and it's even dumber. I mean, he blows up the thing. Like the nuclear with a nuclear explosion, and that thrusts him back towards Earth in his damaged ship. I, I just don't understand how any of this works because like space is all about precise calculations, and he's just blasting off towards 
Earth, maybe, because the thing's damaged. How do you even know his navigation's working? He just oh lets the nuclear God. blast blast him towards Earth. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bad ending. And then he crashes back on Earth, and, you know, the people immediately find him in his little pod. And, uh... He's also not in trouble at all. Immediately. He... They're not even a half mile away. They're not even a quarter mile away. They literally end up right where he fucking lands. Ugh! That drives me nuts. That drives <laughs> and, uh, me nuts. When he gets back on Earth, he has a newfound sense of optimism and reconnects with his wife. Oh, my God. The the end. Um, also, I don't know oh. what Ad Astra means. Is that is that like a... It's to the stars. Oh, is that what it was? Is it, like it says Latin? it in the beginning. Oh, I forgot. It says about it in that. the beginning. It has a little blurb that they talk about, and that's what it means. Oh, uh, okay. I forgot about that completely. Um, so the overall resonance and feel. Oh my god, I don't even know. I mean, it started off pretty great in the sense that I was really wanting to know why his father turned on him this way. I was ready to see some really great outer space scenes. I didn't know what to expect otherwise, except the fact that they this movie has been getting such great reviews. I'm like, oh, this has got to be good, and he's got to be doing some crazy shit in space and all this stuff. And mm. really, really <laughs> disappointed in how this movie ended up, and I feel like I was betrayed. Betrayed. <laughs> so the movie, the movie is Tommy Lee Jones and your Brad Pitt. Oh God, I just <laughs> the resonance and feel. I mean, I guess I would just—I'd give it a two and a half. Oh wow, that's a—that's uh, higher than me. I'm gonna give this a two. Um, you know, it's so it, the end is so—it's—it's uh, it's almost laughably bad. Like I don't understand. It's not even laughably bad. It's just horribly bad because laughably bad implies laughter and implies there's something. Cause sometimes <laughs> there can be a bad movie, but you like laugh at how bad it is. This is not I that. Mean, this is bad. Boring, boring. If you want to give any uh, anything to this movie, it's the fact that Brad Pitt has gone to such lengths to be able to understand why he was abandoned by his father while still following in his footsteps with something that he admires so much, which is space. And then he has dedicated his life to understanding what his father went through that's the only thing i can give this movie is that he's been he's walked in the same shoes that his father has to be able to get to this point that's the only positive thing i can give it is that it does portray that well he wants to know why his dad ended up this way so he will go to the lengths that he has to be able to figure that out and that's the only thing that i can i can positively give to it that makes me feel that way that's what they were going for but like I don't, but the whole thing is resonance feel. I don't feel any connection. Like the way the characters are, like Brad Pitt's stone faced character, like, Ugh. and and Tommy Lee Jones barely in it. Ness, like, I don't feel like I in- intellectually I understand that he is following his father's footsteps. Blah 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 blah. He has to accept the letting go, but it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like there's this deep connection. And you you know you know what's gonna happen at the end. He's gonna get home and and uh, uh, Clifford's gonna die. You don't know how, you don't know what the... And that's a whole other thing. I wanted to know what the surge was. I wanted to know what was causing all this stuff. And the fact it was just a damaging fucking thing on the ship. And it's funny because I don't even remember boring. what... It's stupid. I don't even remember what the surge was until you told me tonight. I had no fucking That's what I was curious about the whole thing. That was the whole like plot device to get him out there. Yeah, the thing's really about the father's son, but that's not done well at all. Like, I don't it, I don't uh, feel it. And then the other plot of the surge happening, I, horribly unsatisfying. I give it a two because... 
I like the world building at the beginning. I like the moon colonization. I like um, the factions on the moon. Um, I like Mars's moderate development. I like how the near future has been portrayed with, you know, some some light space colonization. I think that's cool. Um, hopeful even, but. It's the actual movie, like what the plot is and what like the themes are. It all falls horribly flat and and completely unsatisfying. So a two because what they were going for is, is a misfire for me. Um, so uh, we're you know we we've wrapped up the movie. Uh, Nicole, would you recommend Ad Astra? Mm, I would. Oh God, no! I would not recommend this movie. What a, <laughs> you were thinking let, about it? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I was just. Uh, I was sitting here thinking to myself how tar- terrible it was. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. It's really a shame that it went this way because they really are making such a big hype about this movie. And when you see something with Brad Pitt and you're in outer space, like those are those are cool things. <laughs> To, just to be fair, like, those are cool stuff. It's probably going to be cool together. Like, just like how George Clooney was be cool in Gravity. But hmm. when yeah. you watch the when you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And me and Brennan looking at each other with the raised eyebrow multiple times during this movie really shows that we didn't understand what the fuck they were going for in this. It's really unfortunate. It was just that bad. There's no way that I can recommend this because the letdown at the end... When you're expecting this really big hype of why somebody's father would go to the lengths of Neptune to get away from his son, you're like, <laughs> oh, this has to be something serious, and it's really not serious, and you just feel betrayed. <laughs> I was just, I felt betrayed watching this. I didn't care for any part of it. Really, just a shitty ending. It was just terrible. I would not recommend this. Yeah, um, this just goes down as maybe the biggest disappointment of the year for me. Um, I don't know if it's the worst movie I've seen this year because I've seen some. I see a lot of movies and I see some garbage. Um, but it's it is. I mean, it's probably the biggest discrepancy between. I thought I was going to love this movie, especially after the first ten minutes. To yeah, I'm not going to recommend this. This is not a. I don't understand it. I really don't understand what critics see in this. Usually, I and you guys know me. Out of the four of our co-hosts, I typically side the most with critics. But look, they lost us at the fucking space monkeys. That was the dumbest thing. Me, me, and you looked at each other. It, with it these... hurt. It. I'm not gonna lie. It really hurt. What, <laughs> it hurt the fa- whole thing. what the frig faces? Like, what even is the what is the part point of this? If you're never going to return to it, That's it didn't the thing. make they don't sense return in to there. It. There's no reason. Like, they could have no. cut that whole thing out. And it would have been the same movie and shorter. Yeah. And maybe maybe that would have helped the tempo because that's another thing. The pacing is horrible. I'm so bored most of it. Like I don't really. Uh, yeah, it's a big letdown. So uh, two two not recommends for Ad Astra. Uh, very disappointing, unfortunately. Um, but coming up, <laughs> we have Downton Abbey uh, oh, on Thursday. God. So I, don't I will think be I sitting. Was chosen for this. Yeah, I maybe I'm Yay. starting in. Maybe I'm starting a new not recommend streak. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll be a good movie. But I'm sitting down with uh, Mama K and a guest uh, host to discuss that. And then uh, we're going to have a couple streaming reviews to bridge us into October where we're back in the theaters for a bunch of time. Um, what are those October reviews? I know we have Joker. Um, we have Gemini Man. Um, uh, some other ones. With one of the best actors of all time. Uh, yes, you can do no wrong. Um 
Will, Will Smith. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we got some stuff coming down the pike, a lot, some theater and some streaming, but we have not decided on all of our streaming yet. Oh, the Meryl Streep movie. We got to do that too. That'll be coming up, uh, I think, next week uh, will be when we release the Meryl Streep movie. Um, but if you have anything to recommend to us in the meantime, Films with the Woman in My Life on Facebook, and the best place to reach out is actually Brennan underscore podhost on Instagram. Um, Nicole, thank you for enduring at Astra. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for letting me vent about that terrible monkey scene. That would have haunted <laughs> me for a while if I didn't get to let it out. Uh, yeah, it was uh, not, not good. <laughs> Until next time, everyone, thanks for listening, and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.